What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Just the West podcast. I'm your host, Just the West, and I know we haven't done a pod uh, from the wildcard game, but I'm here now, your boy, Just the West, with my co-host, T-Up. T-Up, are you there? What it do? We what are do? now in wildcard where it matters, and I'm ready to fucking rock. And... To all our loyal listeners, the reason why we weren't doing a, a wild card analysis going into last round was because, well, for one, you know, a busy schedule and all. Um, but I just want to give you kind of a, a life update because the last time we did a pod was week 18 and I did it with KMO. And I don't know, Tiop, I don't know if you were listening, but I, I had noted that I had a sore throat at the time, you know, that, oh, my voice was kind of off. I was feeling some sort of way, and I was like, "Oh no, it better not be COVID, right?" Oh no, is uh, guess what happened? Did you attend a, an Amarion concert? It was uh, it, it was COVID, guys. So I I did test positive a couple weeks back, week and a half ago. Uh, I'm on a clear path for recovery, but the one thing that really sucks right now, guys, is I, I still can't taste. So I have like thirty percent taste buds right now. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I, I should be in the clear, but you know, stuff like that uh, comes to effect. It kind of reminds me of like Bill Simmons, or it kind of reminds me of like Robert Mays when they noted that while they were doing a pod, they they found out that they tested positive for COVID as well. Um, yeah. Anyways, here I am, tee up, and it's good to see you as well. Did you uh, did you attend an Amarion concert, Justin? You attended, and. I got and I got it. And got you got the, it. You got the got, ice box. I got the ice box strain. No, it was a, uh, it was pretty gnarly, bro. Cause like, I got it like what, week week and a half ago. Uh, I recorded a pod like Thursday Friday, and I was like, oh, I feel some sort of way. And then I tested on Monday. And I got the results on Tuesday that I, I, I didn't have COVID, which is it's not what you want to hear, you know. Yeah, but you're back. Yeah. They're alive. Niners are in the playoffs. We're we're ready to roll. Yeah. So let's go like ahead. The best and... time, honestly, probably in the year where we get basketball, football, all meaningful sports are are up and running. For sure. So let's dive into it. Uh, we'll talk briefly about the wild card and you know how at least for one game in particular, it was fucking crazy because I, I don't know if you guys saw, but the ratings was like. Sky high, like the most ever uh, for a wild card, which was the Niners and Cowboys game. We'll also talk about the Monday Night Football Super Wild Card Special on Monday night uh, with the Cardinals and the Rams, not so much. And then we'll talk about the divisional round at hand. So let's go ahead and, and talk about it because that was the game that uh, gave me a heart attack, made me exhausted on my MLK weekend. And that was the Niners at Cowboys. And it was kind of weird to see. The Niners Cowboys, you always think of like an NFC classic matchup being on Fox, but it was on CBS and it was uh it was hosted by Jim Nance and and Tony Romo. And I was getting tee up, I was a little annoyed at Tony Romo because at the very end you could tell he was totally being a homer. It, it was like a complete homer podcast. I think he was like first three quarters, he's trying his best, trying to keep it together, you know. And then finally when the game was on the line, he was all like, All right, fuck it, I'm just gonna let it rip. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, what are we gonna do now? I'm like, What do you mean? <laughs> Fucking asshole. And then every time, every third down is like, this is Jimmy's career play right here. He's doing it for his career. He's doing it for blah, blah, blah. And it's all like, dude, shut the up. Just shut up. 
So Bro, like, the, the disrespect, even the sideline reporter, that one gal, she kept on calling Nick Bosa Joey Bosa like three, four times. It was bad. Like, I mean, all right. So from what I heard, CVS going into this NFL season, they paid like $70 million to have the rights to have, to, to have this game or whatever. So they, you know, they got a great return on their investment. But come on, guys, you got yeah, to gotta be better. <laughs> got to be better. Ooh, yeah, you got to do off. better than that. And um, did you watch the Nickelodeon broadcast? I did. So I thankfully, I recorded both the CBS and the Nickelodeon broadcast. Uh, but every time there was a score or a field goal, like I'd go back, you know, thankfully it was recorded, go back and check it out. It was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. When, when they get slimed. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll give a, a lot of credit to Nate Burleson. Like he is pretty seamless on the coverage. Um, hey, a former wide receiver, obviously for the Vikings. Uh, but he's, he's done very well for himself. And I, I liked his, his presence on Nickelodeon. Yeah. It, it was all good. And yeah. man, like, I mean, just going off what you said, I think that, that game was just – it was – it got me freaking feeling all types of ways. Um, I felt nervous. I felt anxious, sometimes mad, sometimes happy. It was just just a full spectrum of just all the emotions. But um, I mean the reason why you see that because it was, it was 16-7 at halftime and then at yeah. one point it was 20 And this, this kind of goes back. You know, we, we saw the good. And we also saw the bad. And there's by any means, we Niners did not play a perfect game. Obviously, Cowboys didn't play a perfect game, but they put they put together a string of it's like a symphony of the entire game. It was a, it was good enough for them to win the game. Right, right. So, you know, I mean, just enough. Thing, just a, enough. And the reason why I say just enough was because despite all that happened, like for the first like three quarters the fourth quarter was a shit show for both teams okay you're talking about for the Niners special team blunders with I don't know allowing a, a fake punt uh, roughing the kicker um, being just short of the fourth down false start by Trent Williams like all that happened and then the Cowboys drove down the field and with 14 seconds left Dak Prescott as you guys sure know obviously it's because we're already into to Wednesday, Thursday, but you know, he, he ran the ball on a quarterback draw and didn't have enough time to, to to spike it. I mean, what sort of finish was that? I was livid the fourth quarter. Yeah, I don't know. It's the first first half they look good and then second half it looked like they just uh you know they were about to give it away, which was making Niner Nation quite nervous and then pumping up the the crowd, which was definitely getting into the game. And that's the thing, too. Like, the crowd was dead the first three quarters. Um, the Niners had done a very good job. Back to the game plan of limiting turnovers until running the football until, you know, and playing good defense until uh, Jimmy G's fourth quarter interception. And that is when you truly heard the Dallas Cowboy crowd. And that's when they got alive, right? It was it was pretty bad. Like, he felt the momentum after that. And it just felt that up to up to that point, and then now it's just playing keep away and trying to hold on to the win, you know. Definitely. Um, what what aspects of the Niners do you feel that was starting to slip away out of their grips? I think it was just uh, well, going back going back to the details. It was just the very small things that that really matter um, that you don't think of. So, like I mentioned before. Um, 
you know, they go and kudos to the Cowboys, but they, they do a fake punt. Everyone knew it was a fake punt. Uh, they played punt safe, you know, they don't want to risk anything, no rough in the kick room, which had happened in the first half. But then you have Josh freaking Norman not being there for the coverage for an easy, like six, eight yard pass to convert the fourth down. You're talking about, you know, on fourth and inches, uh, everyone knows that Jamie Gravel is going to do a quarterback a quarterback sneak, a quarterback draw. And if that had happened, it would have been game over. But, you know, he was a little antsy. Trent Williams was in motion and he didn't wait for him to get set. They spiked it. He got the first down, but, you know, ball starts on the Niners. And so they had to punt. And going back to, to the punt, you were hoping, you know, to corner them within like the 15, the 10 yard, but you kick it right right into the into the end zone. So after that, it felt like at, at one point, it felt like week three, and we'll talk about the upcoming opponent, but it felt like week three with the Niners against the, the Green Bay Packers in which you just allowed the entire secondary to allow them to march down the field. And they were pretty close to, to winning that ball game. I, I was really um, surprised slash just thankful that you didn't see two Hail Marys to the end zone because, you know, that should happen, especially against the Niners. Yeah, that would have made me so nervous if you gave Dak one shot, maybe two shots at the end zone from the 40-yard line. I would shit my pants because who knows what could happen. And, you know, all it takes is just that one touchdown and, you know, the extra point and would have sent the Niners packing home. So, you know. And that's what makes playoff for that. That's just what makes football so, so great because – Right now, there's all this momentum for the Niners. They survived another week. But if they had lost that game, I mean, I think that's probably like one of the worst ways or the biggest comebacks. I mean, this is Niner Cowboy history. This is deeply ingrained to NFL fandom. But this is another chapter in the, in the book. So mm-hmm. just, it's pretty rough. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But, I mean, conversely, they won and – I don't know if you've seen the comment section for, for Cowboy fans, but they're they're pretty pissed. Yeah, Mike, they're, they're Mike, definitely pissed. Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, just everything that went down. I mean, uh, they had 14 penalties. Just Yeah. Yeah. You know, I kind of want to talk about this whole rivalry thing. It just kind of popped into my head. So, you know, obviously, Niners and Cowboys, this rivalry has been going on since the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. It kind of cooled off, took a back seat in the in the 2000s, just because the status of both the you know both teams they were sure yeah and whatnot. And I kind of want to make a little comparison is so now if you look at the day and age, Lakers Celtics right. So this that type of rivalry has been lasting forever, but now when they play, is there really a rivalry? I mean, two te- both of those teams are not really in contention. And they do play. I mean, there is that animosity, but is it really a rivalry still? I mean, to your point, it's because the players, I mean, I don't know. They were born in like the 2000s for, for Christ's sake or the 90s. They, they don't know the history. They right. weren't there for it, right? Yeah. Even the fans. Even the fans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's natural. I mean, yeah. I'm just kind of saying, so like when they were saying um, another, I don't know. When it's just like Lakers Clippers, like is there really a rivalry if one team is not better than the other? I it's mean, like, no, you know, really back, we're from the Bay Area. You remember back in the day, Warriors Kings because it's the whole Bay Area right, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one cares about that because no one cares about the Kings, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, 
yeah, I don't know. A lot, a lot of things are going to happen within the Cowboys. Like I could, you know, I could wish him farewell on that. Um, yeah, I mean, just just a wild game, but disappointing um, for 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 the Cowboys fans for sure. Yeah, great game, good game, uh, frustrating game, a very stressful game for for both fan bases. But there can only be one, and I'm glad that the Niners came away with the victory for sure. Oh yeah, that was um. Niners football has brought torture. And I it think Larry fans have definitely got to know that through the Giants, a little bit through the Warriors, um, and now the Niners, you know. And I mean, just imagine it. A couple of weeks ago, the Niners were at SoFi Stadium in LA with Jimmy G with the whole hand thing, and they're down zero to seventeen. And now they're they're going to Lambeau Field for the divisional playoff round. It's just I can't fathom that. It's just yeah, it's really that's crazy. that's super crazy. Yeah, um, so. excited for the game though. That's gonna be it's gonna be one hell of a game. And another thing, I'm super thankful that it's a Saturday night, so I get to watch it, soak it all in. Don't worry about waking up early the next day. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna it, be fantastic. It's gonna be fun. Um, but speaking about. The NFC West. Uh, I was looking forward to this game, but apparently uh, one particular team forgot to show up. Uh, you know, the Cardinals and the Rams. So you're talking about the Cardinals team where, I, I kid you not, like last month they were 10-2. and They started the season 8-0. and um, I think they lost their last five out of six games to end the season, including the season finale where if they had beaten the Seahawks, they would have won the NFC West. But they didn't. They lost home field advantage. So they had to go to SoFi Stadium. And for Monday Night Football, for all of the national television, all, all the national audience to look, um, they just fucking laid an egg. They lost 11-34, to 34 and it wasn't even close. It, it was a game where I think through like the first two quarters, uh, the Cardinals had like plus four positive yards. Uh, the, the Rams did everything. Um, it was a game where you saw OBJ – show up you saw von miller you saw um all the guys that they had acquired via trade uh kind of show why they they acquired these guys they played a very stellar game and i felt that the cardinals you know against the rams you know the formula to beat the rams you you have to run the football um keep the pass rush honest and take your shots but they just i I don't know the game got out of hand a lot of third and longs and kyler murray looked like a rookie uh, what, what are your thoughts about this game? Uh, what can you say as far as what happened to it? Like, what happened to – did they just peak too early? Is that what happened or – Well, I mean, here's the thing too. They've been peaking – Ever since they lost they lost D-Hop, it just took a complete shit. But here's the thing though. This isn't the first time. They did this last year too. The last year, I think they, they started the season like 6-2 and two and they ended the season 8-8. Eight and eight. This isn't the first time that Cliff Kingsbury's done it. This is pretty bad. Um, and I don't know. It sucks to be a Niner fan, but how do you feel to be a Cardinals fan where you had, honestly, like Super Bowl aspirations going into it, at least winning the NFC West, and to just fall on your face, lose to the Lions, lose to the Seahawks, and, and now lose to the Rams and be out on Monday Night Football? Yeah, that was uh... – that does suck. That hurts. Um, I know there's no DeAndre Hopkins, but 
Oh God, you know that's the product that that you put. So let's look at the past King uh, Cliff Kingsbury's records for the last three seasons. He actually improved. All right, so he got the team in 2019. He went five and ten. 2020, eight and eight. Right now, this year, eleven and six. So, I mean, if you're looking at it from an objective standpoint, he has been improving year over year. From an objective um, standpoint, but the reason why I say looking in between the lines is because year two they they ended the year eight and eight, but they started the season six and two. You feel me? Going in, yeah, it's just like the I think you know even this past season, last month they were ten and two, and then you know I don't know took a full nose. I I don't know what it is. It's a Obviously, it attributes to the, the coaching staff. Um, what are they doing during practice? What is their film sessions like? Is it a lack of motivation? Um, I just, I don't know. That's uh, I really I can't explain it myself. I I, I just think, and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the Rams, but I just really want to get in the Cardinals. I mean, uh, I feel that their identity as a team, um, there's a couple things that you have to question it. I mean, you know, the good thing about them this past season was they kind of committed to the run game with James Conner. He had a stellar season his first year with the Cardinals. Um, but then you kind of saw their offense kind of sputter. Um, you didn't know what what, the, what you wanted to make of it. Um, they were kind of committing to the run, but for this game, they decided to do their spread offense, but, it's really hard to do your spread offense when the Rams, that's like their strength. They have edge rushers and, you know, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, Aaron Donald. I mean, they strive off obvious passing downs and that's exactly what happened. And then Kyler Murray, he was just, he just looked pressed the whole time. Now, I guess this, you, yes, you look at the coaching staff, but you also got to look at the, the talent, talent yeah. acquisition. So, is, is Kyler Murray, is he really the – he was really bothered in that last game, and it was just – that was something to watch. And mind you, you know, this is his first playoff game uh, as a Cardinal. The, the first two years he hadn't made playoffs. This is his first time. I get it. You know, there might be a lot of nerves, but, I, I mean, for those that saw, I, they were at the two-yard line. They were pinned down. Uh, they, they dropped back, and then they saw the pressure. Kyler Murray rolled out and, you know – Without even looking, just blindly, just throwing it up. He, oh, that was that was bad. He tried to avoid the sack in the end zone. Yeah, I get that. But him don't. Oh man, that was just. That's the last thing you can do. And it, I was listening to the game on the Manning cast, so you had the Rock on at the time, and he was doing yeah. a big prep uh, pep rally speech, saying like, "Don't worry, Kyler. You know it's so early. You got you to rise to the occasion." And then he threw the pick six, and then both Mannings were like, "Oh my god." And you know what The Rock said? Oh, damn. And he, he actually had a bottle of tequila. He took a little quick swig. <laughs> Is he a Cardinals fan? Uh, no, I don't know if he's a Cardinals fan. Um, but I'm, I'm just getting more for like the telecast. Yeah, he's just like, hey, you know, the kid's young. You know, this is your, your your chance to rise to the occasion. Like, you know, move forward. And what do you do, though? Do you take the safety at that point? There's two options. Yeah. I mean, you take the safety or you try to throw it away. It's just coincidence that what's-his-face was in the vicinity and he picked it off. Yeah, David Long picked it yeah. off. Uh, just, he, it, I think it, he tried to do the right thing throwing away. It was just, you know, wrong place. Wrong I place felt it just sailed, sailed for like a million days. Like everyone's just saw instantly, oh, oh no, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. so. 
And then not only that, he threw another interception after that. Yeah. The very yeah. next drive. But like it I said, didn't convert into points, but it was still pretty bad. It's just one of those things too, like, you know, when you get behind early, especially on the road by like two scores, everyone knows that you're pressing, everyone knows what you're gonna do. You're 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 playing from behind. And so the run game, it's not it's not as honest. You're 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 pressed for time, you gotta do a couple things, and you really play into the ramp strings. And, and that's what you saw. I mean, I've been talking all about the pass rush, but I mean Jalen Ramsey, like they have a great defense if you put them in those opportunities, right? I just really think that the Rams are just a bad matchup for the Cardinals. Um, after watching 49ers and Rams, you know, after all these years, something that I see with the Rams that gives them challenges is when you match their speed. And when you match their speed, that's when they they kind of play on their heels. It, 49ers are able to match their aggression and their speed. Um, they're able to to get home to the quarterback. I think those are kind of like the key recipes too, to beating a team as good as the Rams are. I really thought this was going to be a competitive game because the game uh, <laughs> was Rams three and a half, and I thought it would be a very like a pick 'em sort of game. And the reason why I said that was because Taylor Rapp and Jordan Fuller, their starting safeties, were out this game, and their linebackers are horrible anyways. With Troy Reader, um, not not really good. Uh, not a really good fr- front seven in coverage. And so where, what's the biggest thing you can do? You can attack them down the middle. You have Zach Ertz. You have all, all these guys in, in the intermediate routes where you can just feast on. But you, d- you didn't see that this game. I just – I don't know. Losing DeAndre Hopkins is definitely a huge contributing factor to this. And I think the stats show that the moment that he got injured, he left a, he left the team – they were their offensive uh, production was no longer there. I, I agree with you. I mean, I know that DeAndre Hopkins didn't have that many touchdowns for the season, but I just felt like AJ Green, like he could, he always just. That's another thing too. You know, you sometimes you would forget when you're watching the Cardinals, like, oh, number eighteen, AJ Green is playing for the Cardinals. He kind of just disappears into the offense. It's like you really don't know he's there. Sometimes he may come yeah. up with you know like a key possession third down catch or, you know, a quick, um, you know, a quick out, but he's not a yak receiver. He kind of like, just kind of blends in with the offense. Yeah. I mean, you know, presumably he's supposed to be the top dog, but didn't really feel his presence. Christian Kirk, nowhere to be seen. Um, Rondale Moore. I mean, yeah. uh, It just wasn't, wasn't, wasn't enough. And then the thing that kind of, kind of annoys you too is just, I'll, I'll just say it like you need to hit on your first round picks. I, I know the Niners and the Seahawks, they haven't done it in years past, but I mean, especially for the Cardinals to invest two first round picks in back to back years on off ball linebackers, one being Isaiah Simmons, the other being in Zayvon Collins, and they hardly see the field. I mean, that's pretty bad. Like an off ball linebacker, two off ball linebackers. And they're not rushing the passer. They're not in coverage. You're not seeing them on the field. Then, and he invests such a premium at a eh, position, you know. Yeah, and this also goes out to you know their during their offseason, they reached out for AJ Green. They reached out for JJ Watt. You know, they reached out for all these vets who thought that would be you know impactful for their team. But actually, the only offseason acquisition that I worked out was John Connor or John Connor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. James Conner, yeah. 
James Conner. Yeah, that's right. Even JJ Watt, it was a you know it was a great signing that makes you feel warm. It was like a raw raw type of signing, you know. Yeah, and he was doing well too. But he, you know, he got hurt and he came back for this game, which was great. But you know, it's just uh, I think JJ Watt said it best. He said, you know, it was a great season, but at the end of the day, it's a failure. Like this is this is what you put for the last game of the season. This yeah. is what JJ Watt had worked so hard to rehab to get back on the field to, to see. Just... What was his stats in that last game? Did he even get home? Uh, let me check. So for those that forgot, like JJ Watt, like the first quarter of the season, he was killing it, and then he he was presumably out with an IR sort of injury, and then he rehabbed himself enough to make it to this game. How did he do? JJ uh, Watt. He had uh, one one solo tackle, two two assists. Yeah. I mean, can't really fault him at that. He was definitely not playing at 100%. He kind of, I'm sure that, you know, he got some uh, some injections before the game or, you know, just running on pure adrenaline or whatever it is. Can't yeah. really fault him at that. Yeah. And then, you know, another thing too. Shout out to Buddha Baker. Ooh, uh, let's talk about that for a second too because, like, it was um, – what what was it? It, it was a, a special teams play, right? It no, was, it was Cam no, no, Akers. No, 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 he was going it? for the end zone. Cam Akers, that's right. Um, he was going for a tackle, and then that was really just like a. It was a bang bang play, you know. It was honest play. Buda Baker was trying to go for the tackle, lowered his head. Cam Akers was just trying to brace himself too for the impact. It it was head to head. I think Buda Baker got struck on the side of the helmet. Yeah, and it was on Cam Akers' crown of the helmet, so you could take a guess who won that one. And Buda Baker's body just—it looked like it was just like the off switch. Yeah, he went limp. Um, so thankfully he's good. You know, we saw some updates. He's he's flying back home to Arizona. Looks like he's in good spirits. That was freaking scary to see, mm-hmm. um, especially you know Buda Baker. I'm I'm a fan of his. He's He's great. He's kind of been like the the veteran. He's becoming that veteran of the team, right? You know, I think That's right. He's gonna be um, he's gonna be a cornerstone for that team. Kind of, I could see him being as like the Larry Fitzgerald of that team. Yeah, just kind yeah. of sticking through it, you know. Um, but former Husky. I mean, yeah, no, I, I like the kid. Um, they traded a good amount of draft capital to trade up to get him in the second round, and so uh, I'm just glad to see that he's okay. Thumbs up. Saw the Twitter picture. He seems to be doing well. So, man, that's just like that's the game of football, though. You know, it's just like when I saw that, I was all like, "Bro!" And then everyone just got quiet in the crowd. I'm all like, "What just happened?" <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that's why. I mean, freaking running backs and well, depending on the quarterback, you know, it <laughs> you don't have a long career. Let's just say that, just depending on the style of play, of how you go about your business. See if my son wants to. Play some football. I'm just gonna show him tape of a uh, young Wei Ku. So like, <laughs> I would love for you to play football. This is this, this is your boy right Perfect. here. Perfect for you, right? <laughs> oh man, uh, let's talk about the let's talk about the Rams. Give them the, their uh, their flowers as well. So like Matthew Stafford took some great shots. Uh, got his first playoff win ever. You know that was the big question for him. Going from the Lions over to the Rams, can he finally win a playoff game? Can he finally show up? Um, played well. Cooper Cup did his thing. Cam Akers, I mean, he's been 
he was out in the preseason with an Achilles injury. He's finally back healthy. He got a, a couple more carries this week versus last week against the Niners. He's looking pretty sharp. Um, and he, he saw OBJ uh, with the touchdown. Um, yeah, with the touchdown, uh, even playing a little bit of quarterback as well. Uh, pretty cool stuff, uh, considering that's how they ended the season against the Niners. They picked themselves up and, and beat your other divisional rival in, in the Cardinals. This was a pretty solid win for them. I didn't know that this was OBJ's first playoff touchdown. That just goes to show, man. It's like no matter where you're drafted, you can have a completely just unpredictable trajectory of your career. It, just all, think it, about really, it, um, it really depends what team you get drafted by. On the Manning cast, Peyton Manning said it took him about six, seven years in the league to win his first playoff game. Uh, Trent Williams, he's been in the league for 11 years. That was his first playoff victory with the Niners. You know? Yeah, like, that's crazy. Nothing's promised, and that's why – like, Especially with football where movement is not as fluid as it is as in the NBA. Um, MLB, I guess, kind of. But, you know, NFL, it just seems like – yeah, he was just not guaranteed. No. I think there's just so many players on the field at one time compared to, you know, NBA, there's only five players on the you know, on the court at one time where you have more control of your I don't know. But yeah, crazy. It's crazy. Uh that's why you gotta appreciate every victory or every milestone that you hit, because you never know. You never know. Um anything else you wanna say about the Rams? I mean they, they played an, an awesome game. That looks like the Rams team that could be a potential Super Bowl contender. That's the Rams team that you saw in the preseason that you were you were scared of. Yeah. So we'll see how they do. All right. So onwards we go to the divisional round. Um, mentioned before, we have a we have two games on Saturday. We have two games on Sunday. Uh, so lo, let's go ahead and get it because we have NFC West games on both Saturday and Sunday. The first one being the the game that's. We are all ready for it. This is your Fox special. This is what it should have been last week until CBS paid $70 million for it. But this is your classic Fox divisional game with the Niners going to Lambeau Field against the Packers. And you're going to have your, your boys, uh, Joe Buck and uh, what should we call it? Uh, Troy. Troy Aikman. So just. Hopefully, Joy, oh. Troy's not uh, sipping the whiskey before the broadcast. <laughs> Classic, <laughs> classic Fox. Classic Fox. Uh, and this is a, a primetime Saturday night football game. And the reason why it's key to have it Saturday night Lambeau is because it's going to be like 2 to 8 degrees. It's going to be cold, the frozen tundra sort of vibe. But the good thing about it is when it comes nighttime, it's cold, don't get me wrong, but the wind at least subsides a bit. And that's important because Jimmy Garoppolo, from what I understand, not only does he have a thumb injury – but apparently, apparently right now he has a sprained shoulder on his throwing arm too. So, um, tee up, guess the line on this. Uh, okay, I'm not going to lie. I did see it already just because there's so much excitement. <laughs> of course. But, but I'm going to guess minus five and a half Green Bay. Okay, well, you, you already saw it. So, yeah, it – it opened at four and a half, four, four and a half, and now it's at six. And I think, heavy. I think the reason why it's going up to six 
uh, is because of Jimmy Garoppolo when you're hearing about his shoulder. So apparently, you know, during that, that wild card game against the Cowboys, like he had an awesome first half. He was doing his thing. And then you saw him kind of weighing off in the second half, and the reports are he, he injured his shoulder in the second quarter, and he just um, he felt it every, every time thereafter. Now on top of his thumb, he's got his shoulder, his throwing shoulder, so he, he's just it's just bad. I think that, and then also, um, you know, betters and sharps are just going heavy on Green Bay. I think that's how I'm interpreting that. Sure, and um, as they over- should. I mean. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's an even game for Packers favorite by six, but even over under game, over over under forty seven. Uh, <laughs> this is a game where, I mean, you can make a case for both sides, but Green Bay. Uh, this is probably going to be the healthiest that they've ever been, um, because Randall Cobb, receiver, Jair Alexander, cornerback, Zadarius Smith, edge rusher. David Bakhtiari, left tackle. Uh, they are all slated to be uh, – even Whitney Merciless, another uh, another edge guy. They're all slated to play and, and make their return, and they've been gone uh, for a bit. Week three, they didn't have them, and now, now you have them. But at the same time, too, for the Niners, they're as healthy as they're going to be. They have their guys. Um, and this is a team where, you know, week three, they weren't using Elijah Mitchell or Debo Samuel or – Playing that the way that they were until now, so I don't know. It's 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 a very interesting matchup. I'm looking at the weather in Green Bay. Yeah. At kickoff, it's going to be 11 degrees. Mm. To put that in context, Justin, when mm. we were in Seattle, we were like freezing our booties off, and it was like 30 degrees. So imagine what we felt po- and 20 degrees uh, uh, colder. You could be smoking smoking your breath just and just kind of. Looking in it all, it's yeah. all wonder. By the time it's like halftime, it's like eight degrees. Oh, man. Well, I mean, I will say That's- this though: um, the Packers and the Niners—they played each other. I mean, we're <coughs> in the shoot, even in the two thousand. They played each other quite a bit, oh. and I know it's a different team, and I know it's, there's no Kaepernick, I know there's no Steve Young or whatever, but um, this Niners team for 2022, 2021, whatever. They are built for the run. They are a run-oriented team. They hit hard. They have yards after contact, obviously, with Debo and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. I mean, this is a black and blue sort of Niners team where, you know, if it was going to be any other team, like the Cardinals or the Rams, you feel some sort of, sort of way on the road at Lambeau, but maybe this might play into uh, the Niners' hands. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I always want to say that. The 49ers are going to have a chance in the game, which they do. I also do believe that Green Bay has probably one of the better teams that they had in a very long time. So their defense is pretty stout. Uh, you know, he has Randall Cobb. He has uh, Devontae Adams on the other side. Uh, Lazard. Um, Adam Jones. Stack team. Yeah, I mean, I think the key thing too, the X factor, in my opinion, might be uh, their their second round pick from last year, which is AJ Dillon. He's like a bruiser, kind of like in that. I say this in a good way, not in a bad way, but in that Eddie Lacy, that stout Marshawn Lynch sort of mold uh, between the tackles, a very physical runner to complement with Aaron Jones. 
So I think that sort of wrinkle, uh, and you're talking about a Niners front seven where since week six, they're the top rated run defense in the NFL. I think that might be pivotal because if the Niners can limit the run game and force third and longs to Aaron Rodgers, I mean, that will go a long way. And hopefully, you know, going back to the pass rush, um, hopefully you get Nick Bosa back coming off a concussion. Hopefully you get Fred Warner in coverage coming off an ankle injury. Uh, but they're going to need, I mean, it's going to be a, a battle of the trenches, I feel like. Okay. That's a, yeah. uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to want to play outside the numbers. Sure. So he, he wants to look for, you know, he wants to look for man coverage. Um, you know, Niners are going to want to play zone. I think they want to avoid playing man as much as possible. As much as our, or the 49ers DBs are good in zone, they're not fitted to play man defense, in my opinion, especially against Devontae Adams and, and Lazard. Um, and then having a, the linebackers go against Jimmy Graham, that kind of concerns me too. <clears throat> but, yeah, let the pass rush get home and, you know, continue to play that zone cover two type defense that they've been kind of, they perfected over this, these last several weeks. I think they'll, um, they'll have, they'll definitely have a great chance of putting Aaron Rodgers in a, in, in tight, tight pressure situations. Who is the key player for the Niners? I mean, is it Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, George Kittle? I mean, on the offense, the offense is, you know, it's pretty obvious. It's, it's Jimmy, you know, When we know Elijah Mitchell is going to do his thing, um, but you know when key third down situations are there, when they, when a key play has to happen, ball's going to be in Jimmy's hands, and he he has to be able to make the right play. Um, you know, there's already enough film on Debo to, you know, for teams already noted to dial in on him, and I think you know, Lafleur knows Kyle well enough to kind of predict his play calling. I guess sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, it's pass rush. I think Niners need to keep their pass rush. Um, continue to play, um, you know, that solid zone defense that they've they've been playing, and I think they'll be all right. Okay. Okay. I think once you know, yeah, once those big receivers start getting outside the numbers, and you know, Niners start playing soft soft coverage. You know that, that. I mean, that's that's where Aaron Rodgers starts to feed. He loves right. that. He loves that shit. Well, we'll see. I know Aaron Rodgers, and I know the Niners. They've Aaron Rodgers um, is no Dak Prescott. Let's just you know. And I was watching some interesting film today, and they were showing that the Niners were playing a lot of single high safety against uh against Dak, and they were able to you know get to him and you know disrupt his passes, some some tip passes. Um. DBs were playing, you know, five to ten yards off the receivers. You can't be doing that against uh, against Aaron Rodgers, especially with a single high safety, because he knows, you know, one yeah. safety has to has to cheat one side, so he's just going to go to the opposite side. They can't blitz too much either. Um, no, Aaron Rodgers loves loves the blitz. He, he loves throwing it up. So, and you know, conversely, you know, I'm talking all this, you know, analysis on the Niners. There's enough film on the on Aaron Rodgers to know his tendencies. So 
hopefully D'Amico Ryan's really hones in on this and you know knows how to disrupt uh, Aaron Rodgers and what he doesn't like. Well, I think it goes back to the trenches. If Nick Bosa, DJ Jones, and Eric Armstead, if they can continue to push the line with their front four rather than blitzing and push the line with pressure, yeah, that's the recipe to, to get to Aaron Rodgers. That's for sure. Hey, uh, the Kevin Givens appreciation post that I sent, oh, that was yeah. great. I've seen that, yeah. That was great. Yeah, no. Um, a lot of... A lot of kudos goes to the interior defensive linemen that have been stepping up in recent weeks. Even shoot, even Arden Key, um, Kevin Givens, Eric Armstead Davis. being switched to inside the defensive tackle. Tavius um, Street. Yeah, yeah, no. DJ Davis. Jones is. I think he's he's the most. I think he's the most important player on that interior line right now. And it would have thought too when Javon Kinlaw, like you know, went out for the season with his ACL injury. Yeah, Kinlaw, bro. So. Fucking a man! What is this? Is he on so year two? Right? Year two, yeah, year two. Year two. He needs to get his shit together, man. Yeah. This could be another dud, you know. And I remember when you know they announced his name, and everyone was like, "What? <laughs> what just happened right now?" And then you see John Lynch just fucking clapping his fucking hands. So like, you little asshole, you fucking did it again. Onwards we go. All right, well, <laughs> call it. So, like I said, Packers 6, 47. Uh, what say you to T.O.? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 28, 27. Ooh, I don't know who's going to win. Uh, that's my first. <laughs> I'm going to pick a win. No, you got to stay 28, 27 who? They asked, they I don't know, go. man. You're going to make me pick. I guess I'm going to go 49ers. Who else am <clears> I going to choose? All right, I'm gonna be. I'm already gonna admit. I'm gonna be a homer. Uh, 31, 28 Niners. So I think it's gonna be a close one. Okay, yeah, I think it is gonna be close too. But I'm also bracing myself for a. Sorry, Niner faithful, but I'm not gonna be surprised if there's just a blowout. <coughs> a blowout. So, like in the worst case scenario, it'd be like 31, like, 17 or some shit like, like that. Like blowout, like fucking Chiefs, Pittsburgh Steelers type of blowout. And that's because Aaron Rodgers obviously yeah. gets out of and then Jimmy Garoppolo becomes the bad Jimmy, right? Yeah. Okay. But like I said, Niners, I feel confident about this. Um they have a great chance. They just gotta play their brand of football. Don't don't stray away from what they're good at. Don't do anything cute. Special teams gotta step up because their special teams has been fucking whack. In the last several weeks. If it makes you feel any better, if there's a, a team that's worse in the league than the Niners and special teams, it's actually the Packers. The Packers oh. are the worst. Give me a fucking lollipop. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Onwards we go. Onwards we go. So, Saturday night football. Great. A Fox NFC special. And then Sunday... 12 o'clock in the afternoon, so you're going to be hungover regardless, but you at least wake up at 11 o'clock, okay, T.O.? Um, you have the Rams going to sunny Tampa Bay, so they're not going to Lambeau Field. They're going to Tampa Bay. They're going to, they're going to Florida, okay? Rams at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Tampa Toms. Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Uh, what say you for the line for that? 12 o'clock game. Actually, I didn't look at this one, so I don't have okay, okay. a clue. So 12 o'clock game, um, Pacific Standard Time. So 3 o'clock over there. I'm going to put this right in the Vegas line. This this seems like a good 
a nice mm. quad. What do, you, what do you think? I'm gonna go. It is yeah. I mean, and it's the first game for Sunday. What's AUT up? I'm gonna go. Um, this is a nice Vegas line. I'm gonna go with uh, minus four, Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, you're close. I mean, yeah, Tampa Bay three. So that's an interesting thing. That means mm-hmm. typically when it's three, that means if all teams are equal, you give the home team three points. So they feel like it's a pick them minus three. Over, Granted, over under 48 and a half. Yeah. You know, Tampa Bay, they are pretty banged up. Their defense is they, not. They are pretty know, hurts. Um, this is I a team without. Sherm is playing again. Obviously, Antonio Brown without Chris Godwin. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he didn't play last game. Uh, he's expected to play this week, I think. But yeah, they're they're hurt, dude. They're uh, they're not the same Tampa Bay team that was in the Super Bowl. Sherm is back, right? He did not play last week. He was on the sideline. I don't know if he's gonna play this game. I gotta ch- I gotta check. But they're uh, they're they're definitely not. I mean, I can check the the. You know what's, inter- you know what's interesting though. Uh, they they converted um, Sherm to safety, which the funny thing is, it's like you know our buddy Hung, he's mm-hmm. been talking that for a very very long time. He's been speaking into existence about that. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. happened. It did, it did. Uh, man, I can't see the. But yeah, I don't know. They don't. When you when you hear Tampa Bay, you're just not really. Richard Sherm, at least for now, he's still in IR. Achilles. I was just trying um, uh, when you hear the Tampa Bay defense, there's nothing that really scares you about it. I mean, right? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, the run defense remains really stout. Uh, killer yeah. run defense, actually. JPP, uh, Vedavia. Mm-hmm. Front uh, defense is good. They have really good linebackers with it, with Levante David. And, and Whitehead, right? Mm-hmm. De- and De- mm-hmm. Devin, Devin White. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a good it's a good team. It's not. I don't think they're as good as they were last year, which is why you might see the spread at, at this at three. You know, I think it's Tom Brady really uh, pushing this team, which is fine with me because t- Tom Brady's amazing. But do you think that this could possibly be Tom Brady's last season? You know, I I was. Thinking about that, and he's been on record saying he wants to play till like he's forty-five. And they he, all say that, but let's just be practical. I mean, he's been like very true to his word up to this point. I, I mean, Belichick didn't when he tr- let him go for he didn't he didn't expect this happening. Yeah. I, I think he might. I think he honestly, I think he might play another another year. I, it wouldn't surprise me. Just a uh, more avocado ice cream, I guess. Depends on how the season ends, but I mean, if I mean, if we can get past this and make it to the uh, NFC Championship game, you know, I, I, if I were Tom Brady, I'd be tempted to do another year or two. I don't know. Just more avocado ice cream. More avocado ice cream. It's the uh, the TB twelve method, my friend. You, it's 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 a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, baby. So let's talk football, actually, versus the lifestyle. <laughs> so like the Rams, stellar game against the Cardinals. I don't know if that's like fake confidence or whatnot, but they looked really good. Their run game looked really good. They're everything looked really good about this Rams team. But you're going against, you know, a Tom Brady team that that's very sound. Uh, a team that, you know, for for all intents and purposes, I mean, they're 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 the team to beat. 
I mean, they, they won the Super Bowl last year. So, I mean, what do you think about the Rams? Uh, I really don't have an opinion on the Rams. I think they're going to, you know, they're going to do their thing. And they did look great against the Cardinals team, but the Cardinals is no Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> this is going to be a completely different opponent. You got Tom Brady who, you know, he will pick apart any defense at any given day. It might be a good Gronk game going back to the hole. Linebacker, secondary, like I mentioned before, for the Cardinals' sake. But, yeah, that that intermediate area in the zone is still there. It could be a good, a big um, Le'Veon Bell game, too. Uh, not Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Leonard, or, Fournette, uh, what, Leonard Fournette, yeah. No, didn't they sign Le'Veon Bell, too? Hmm. Let me check it. I'd like to say no. He hasn't been. I wish I could delete this on the pod, but I'm uh, sorry, Tommy. You have that on record. No, he's there, but I mean, they I were using other. Game. They were using like Giovanni Bar- Bar- Bernard or oh, like Giovanni Bernard. That's who I'm thinking. Or about. they were using the other guy Vaughn. Uh, they have Bell's on the roster, but I, I don't know if he's gonna make an impact. Well, maybe, maybe you might. I don't know. Uh, what I'm trying to say is I think the running game, if they could learn anything, Tom, um, Tom Brady, take a page out of um, 49ers playbook and just fucking run it, just run it down their throats and gash him with them, you know, with a big play, which Tom can do or, you know, stick it to them outside the numbers. I think it might be a very important game for the run, run game, like you said, for Leonard Fournette, who should be coming back and ready to play. But yeah, I mean... The recipe for the Rams is, is right there. They won like 12 games, but they lost twice to the Niners with that same recipe. Yep. So do you think Stafford has it in him or does he have another pick six or so coming in the playoffs? Oh, he has he has one or two maybe. Yeah. But I don't think McVay is going to put him in a situation where it, you know, it'll put him in a vulnerable situation like that. But yeah, you don't think you so. I mean, he does that quite Stafford often. Stafford enough enough pressure he's gonna make a mistake I'm, I'm just saying but i don't know i could i could see whether it's devin white or levante david down the middle of the linebackers having some fun making a play uh yeah i just i don't know i'm just speculating right now just speculating right now uh to your point i mean obviously i know we know a lot more about the Niners and the packers because they've played each other a plenty so we have a lot to talk about for the matchups i I don't know. Um, Mike Evans versus Jalen Ramsey, Cam Akers versus the linebackers and Levante David and Devin White. Uh, what else comes to mind for you? I mean, there's Aaron Donald, and then you have, you know, this Tampa Bay interior do very well with with Wirfs and Wirfs. Gen- he's in a walking boot. Wirfs hurt. Uh oh. Is he? Uh oh. Interesting. Yeah, he, he got messed up last game in that. Last thing I saw of is he was in a walking boot. Oh man, that's not good. Oh uh, yeah, you're. Uh, yeah. Anyways, you're, that's that's bad for Tom Brady. You're right. I was about to say because both Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen, their center, they're still nursing injuries. I don't think they practiced this week. It's it's not it's not looking good for them. So the first thing that comes to mind is is Aaron Donald right in the interior. 
you play the schedule you have, you know, and when you strike when the iron's hot, so. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. Well, let's, uh. Well, I mean, to your point, the way to mitigate the pass rush is what? Running, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be a big Leonard Fournette game. Uh, Giovanni Bernard. Um, one thing that Tom Brady's good is like, you know, knowing when the pass rush and the pressure's there. Yeah. And he always has that, that safety net that's sitting um, right there in the flat, you know? Yeah, Giovanni Bernard could come in handy or even, um, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, Gronk, Gronk down the middle as well. Okay, well, let's bring this home. So it's Tampa Bay minus three. It's a very close spread, obviously. Um, yeah, man, actually, I kind of was thinking aloud for the Packers and the Niners. Whoever comes out of that, would you prefer to play the Rams or or the, the or the Bucks? Because the Bucks are pretty hurt, but the Rams are. Anyways, so break it down. Who do you see winning this game? Um. You know what? I think I'm going to go Rams on this one. No, I can't bet against Tom Brady. So I'm going to go I'm going to go 35 35-31. 35-31. Okay. 35-31 who? Tampa Bay. 35-31 Tampa Bay. Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Jeez. Okay. I'm going to think this through. So 48 and a half. I'll do like 28-24. Uh, 28-24 Tampa Bay. Yeah, I feel like. I, I think it's going to be a tougher game. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a feel for this game as much as the other game. But 28-24 sounds about right for me. Yeah. Okay. Any other thoughts? Uh, this is the divisional round. So outside of the NFC West teams, which is pretty cool to have two teams in the NFC West representing in the playoffs. You actually had three going into into the wild card round. Uh, let's talk about the other matchups we have, which would be – oops, let me put that out. You have the Bengals-Titans. Uh, the Titans are favored by three and a half. What do you think about that game on Saturday? I don't know. I have no opinion on the other teams. I'll go with the Bengals just because I'm rooting for – they're a fun team to watch. and But at the same time, too, is Derrick Henry really, really going to come back and beat King Henry? I don't know. But that's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I'll go with I'll go with the Bengals. You want, you want to pick – just to pick them. What do you think for that? Uh, I like – no, I'll go Titans. Okay. They are the number one seed. All right, Titans, I'll take Bengals. And then this is the game of the week outside of like the Niners-Packers game, which is pretty dope too. But the Sunday ladder game at 3.30, you have the Bills and the Chiefs, which honestly should be the AFC Championship game. But it's the divisional game. And then you have the Chiefs favored by two over under 54.5. So you have Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. That's an awesome matchup. Yeah, that is a great matchup. I think with that one, it's who's going to make the, the first mistake or who's going to make the biggest mistake. Um, like this is why this is why teams trade up and this is why the Niners get Trey Lance to have a Patrick Mahomes a Josh Allen this is the epitome of like the new age quarterbacks yeah a Justin Herbert I don't know right these are awesome throwers of the football um 
I'll take. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the Bills are going to choke again. I'll take the Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs Kingdom. I, I'm with you too. I think yeah. the Chiefs will take it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't trust Josh Allen. He's good. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's really good. The I G- mean, you're talking about really good. good. That, that's probably the best I've ever seen him, which was last week against the yeah. Patriots. But there's just something something fishy about them. Okay. Well, I'm with you with, with the Chiefs, so. Yeah. Uh, presumably, yeah, man, they would be Chiefs, and then Chiefs Titans, Chiefs Bengals, that would be fun, so. All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate your time, T-Up. Always a pleasure. And to our loyal listeners, appreciate y'all hopping on to listen to the pod. Whether it's on iTunes or Spotify, you can also check us out on Instagram at Just the West, Twitter at Just the West, and, of course, the blog, www.justthewest.com. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy. We out here. Enjoy. Peace, peace, peace. Peace.